Welcome to New York Cities for the girls. I'm Eden. I'm Elise. And this is the podcast. Let's fucking go! Welcome back. Here we go again. Post-Valentine's Day. Somehow we're still alive. It's actually, okay, I feel like I'm sad to report that it wasn't our craziest weekend. I would say it was probably our most dramatic weekend, though. That's true. And the week leading up to it. Also facts. It wasn't our funnest, though, and that made me a little sad. It was absolutely not (laughs) the funnest. In fact, is it the least fun we've ever had together? Yes. No, Actually, I can say that for a fact. No, you're right. Specifically Saturday night. Yeah, dude. Just the vibes. We went we're out not there. With the promoter. <laughs> that was the douchiest sentence that's ever come out of my mouth. Here's what was sad. Is like, had they done that party right, we could have had so much fun. It was like on the 70th floor, disco balls and florals everywhere, full view of the city. We had free alcohol all night. Like... Everything was set up for us to have the night of our lives, but the music just sucked. Yep, and we are big music hoes. Yeah, that like genuinely is what determines if I'm going to have fun or not. Hopefully we'll give it another try and it'll be better. Yeah, I agree. But let's go ahead and go through predictions, I think, right? (laughs) Here we go. Drum roll, please. I'm going to go through my predictions for you. Number one, I predicted that someone would cry. No one cried. However, we did have like a little mini fight within the people that we went out with. Not even fight, but just like drama. There was drama. There was drama. Yeah, I feel like that kind of fulfills the crying prediction. Agreed. It didn't, I didn't hit it like the nail on the head with that one. But like given the fact that we quite literally have never had drama before, I think it especially felt dramatic because we like never have drama. Yeah. Which and the is worst like, part? Not those girls. Ew, don't ever say that again. I'm just a guy's girl. <laughs> Ew, please jump out of your window right now. <laughs> yeah. So that one kind of fulfilled. Two, I predicted that fuckface would text you, and boy, did he outdo himself. He really did. So, uh, do we want to dive into just, that? Should we tell that story or I should we save it we for later? Absolutely tell that story now during predictions okay should i start from earlier in the week yeah i feel like we go off his name being fuckface though and try to remember that so that i don't have to beep out his name <laughs> and or accidentally leave it and in one of the earlier episodes leave it in an episode. so uh you know who you are fuckface <laughs> um on wednesday i think it was on one random day last week i received a text message from fuckface saying that he and his girlfriend broke up mm-hmm. and of course i was Somewhat in my feels, but also just so annoyed, like just so over it Mm -hmm. that I was the first text as soon as they broke up. So I obviously told Eden about it. And then you randomly showed up at my apartment. Yep. And I had a, oh, I had called him because I wanted Mm -hmm. to have like a conversation with him. What was your intention for that conversation? Genuinely to cut it off. Okay, cool. But I, like, when you got there, I was kind of not as confident in my ability to do that. 
So when Eden is at my apartment, he calls me back. And dude, I swear to God, the look on your face when you saw his contact on my phone, I've never seen you more angry nor determined. (laughs) I, nothing was going to stop me. No, no. So my phone is immediately snagged by Eden. She runs into my bathroom and locks herself in the door. She then calls him. I could not hear a word you were saying. Good. And so. Have I told you what I said to him? You kind of did, but I feel like you should rehash it. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so basically, I feel like this is the perfect example, too, on why I'm either a really good friend to have or, like, the worst, depending on what you're wanting out of life. Um, But I called him. He, of course, answers thinking it's you, as any person would when you're calling from their phone. And so he, like, hit me with a, like, oh, hi. Like, it was the douchiest oh hi i just immediately was like stop reaching out to elise do you understand me you need to stop speaking to her do not ever contact her again do you understand and he just was like yes and then i hung he hung up immediately and i was like (laughs) perfect like, like mission accomplished well and i thought you had heard me so that's why i like walked out handed you your phone and was like nice (laughs) (laughs) no i had no idea what you said i honestly thought you said way worse i could have that's the thing too is i'm sure in his head he was like oh me 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 but i'm like oh i sir i could have said way worse things to you yeah it's every time you talk shit about him i just remember why you talk shit about him and it's because of things like him being on every single dating app while being in a three-year-long relationship. Yeah. It's like being in that three-year-long long relationship. I didn't realize they were still together. I thought they were, like, on a break or something. So that's when I went to follow him on Instagram to, like, fuck with him. And then he immediately starts liking the one naked photo I have on my feed. I'm just like, dude, you are the living worst. I didn't realize he was still, like, until you were like, no, he's still in the relationship. I was like, What? Why is he doing... Ugh. Anyway, I just think he's the worst. So continue. So, you come out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You give me my phone back. You think I'm, like, recovered and good to go. And you're like, don't contact him. You swore. Don't contact him. Do not. And I was like, I will not. I promise. I swear. I did not keep that promise. I'm like, fuck, I need to... I need to just cut this off because I'm going to keep having this drama in my life so at this point you've left and i am alone with my phone and i decide that it's like time for once and for all to just end this shit because i know i would get drunk the next weekend and text him and then Mm -hmm. probably sleep with him and i didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. so i call him and i'm like i'm gonna be a kind of decent human being first for a split second and i go hey sorry if eden was really mean to you which he didn't deserve that I know, but I will say, he just got broken up with earlier that day. He should have been broken up with years ago. That's true. But I was still just trying to, you know, get a gauge. I can appreciate that you're a good human, but I just, I want to stress to everyone how little that man deserved that. That's true. So then I go, how are you doing? (laughs) And he tells me he's fine. And he says, quote unquote, she was just such a burden. And I was like, oh, you mean a burden? Burden on your morals? Oh. I Yeah. So much. And so I was like, okay, that just was the perfect fuel to the fire. Yeah, like, we love him setting you up. Like, loved it to you. Yeah, he really did. And so I eventually go, so, you know, why I called. Um, I know Eden was, like, a little harsh, but 
but what she said was actually pretty accurate. I cannot entertain this anymore. I know we've been doing it for a long time, but I just cannot anymore. And he goes, oh, uh, okay. Uh, see you around? And I'm like, um, maybe not. Which I'm so glad you said that. Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, okay, bye. And I am saying, in the middle of saying, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> when he hangs up. Fuckface, if you're listening to this, I hope you've had a horrible week. He did not look well on Saturday night, I will say. Which leads us to the next part (laughs) of the story. (laughs) Which is that I knew he would reach out to you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't didn't quite reach out to me, but it did. The reaching out did make its way to me. did it in one way or another. In the worst way possible. Yes, absolutely. We get through Friday night, nothing from Fuckface. I don't reach out to him. Saturday night. He Snapchats my friend who has met him before. Like, we have all hung out together before. Because, you know, we all went to this small liberal arts school in central Pennsylvania, which was great. And he sends her at 1.45 a.m. Just a selfie. And unfortunately, I know from previous experiences that that's his, I would like to sleep with you face. And unfortunately, at some point in my life, that worked. had worked on me. That's so embarrassing. I Honestly, know. clip that out. Don't. But we're on pride. <laughs> but we're doing better now. We are doing better now. He's cut off. Cut and, off. Um, My prediction for next week, he will reach out at some point again. Or at least, like, I don't think message. he will. I no, think, that's the thing. I don't think he'll thing. reach out to you directly. I think he'll do something like this again sometime in the next couple weeks. That's You're right. He's going to comment on your Nike picture this time. For sure. Or I'm going to post something with you and I'm going to be like, I mean, you know what I mean? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm the one that called you. Fucking idiot. You would think that these men would understand that when I say the word Eden. There's really not that many in the city. And they interact with an Eden on some sort of social media or dating app. It's me. It's the same because one. this is quite literally not the first time that this has happened. No. <laughs> okay. Um, on to prediction number three for me. You message Fidei, which... I knew would happen, and you guys still fucked, and I still got you an Uber there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's every single time. Friday boy, if you ever listen to this, Friday boy, uh, I have secured the bag for Elise every single time. I have never once asked you to Uber me anywhere. It's me. It has always been Eden. It's me, the- who you now know is my friend. Oh yeah, so. I feel like we just explained this really quickly. After Elise and Fight Eye Boy met, he liked me on Hinge. I asked Elise if she wanted me to match with him. Of course, we said yes in case we ever needed to fuck with him. We were only going to do that if he was a terror. At that point, he was. We thought he was ghosting you. So I started messaging him back. He said, I gave off big euphoria vibes. And I straight up lied and said, yeah, I was an extra. Never, never doubted me for a second. What is it? What is that line where it's like the worst performance of my career? And they never doubted it for a second. <laughs> that's me with fine eye boy anyway let's go ahead and move on i'm just happy that i i basically almost hit all three of my predictions they happened in a little bit slightly different ways a little tweak but i almost feel like the crying prediction i made up for it by the fact that i said that you'd message friday and i got you an uber and i got you laid so i feel like that balances it out okay three points for eden yeah okay your predictions okay First prediction was that you would make out with at least three people this weekend. I did. Yay. Yay. If anything, that was the one I was the most confident in happening. Same. 
Because you, I mean, if you do the math. Why not? I literally on the second episode, I was like, I have two consistent partners. So like the chances of me not making out with three people are kind of low. That's honestly one of the worst sentences to ever come out of my mouth. And I cannot stress this enough again. If you are listening and you have come from my work sphere, I need you to separate these people in your brain. Disappear immediately. Thank you so much. Okay, next. Second prediction, it was that you would get us kicked out of some sort of an establishment. And I didn't. And I think I even smoked my pen. Again, you did, and I almost slapped it out oh, of so your that's hands. that's why we thought that you had the pen. No. I wonder if it's in my jacket. So I didn't get us You're kicked so out. You're so dumb. I haven't even checked my jacket, but I am missing my pen, which I'm really sad about. Um, and by pen, I mean I absolutely do not do drugs, Dad, because I'm pretty sure you're listening to this. Next. <laughs> Dude, my dad, I straight up had, like, a FaceTime call with my family today. And I, like, they were like, what's been the best part of your week? And I was like, oh, we, like, launched this podcast. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mom, I need you to, like, promise you will not listen to it. And she was like, I obviously will not listen. Like, my mom literally won't. Because she'll yeah. be, like, she knows she's going to be horrified. Um, but my dad was like, there's nothing you can say that's going to stop me. And I was like, I know. So I literally, like, didn't even fight it. I just mm-hmm. was like, just understand that you're going to hear some things. <laughs> I can't wait for you to be disowned from your family in five months from now. Same. I mean, to be fair, I'm, like, divorced, left the church, and queer. So if my dad hasn't done it yet, I think I might be able to power through. He's kind of a trooper. Yeah. He's seen my alcohol. I've openly talked about dating women with him. So we love Brian. We do. Stepped out of the world. I love him. I'm kind of obsessed with him. Can I have one? Yeah, I'll try to find you one. Thanks. I'm down one right now, so. <laughs> if it helps, I had to trade my bio dad for this. I don't think that helps, but maybe I can dig him up. <laughs> Next. Okay. Final prediction was that 22-year-old would follow up with you to retrieve her hat. She didn't. Thank God. You got one point. One point to three points. Yeah. Eden's in the lead. Okay, I don't think I have three predictions for this week because I don't think we have big enough plans. We don't have any plans, dude. We probably shouldn't have any plans. I mean, okay, here's the problem, though. This is my last weekend for two weekends because then I go to Mexico and LA. Oh, so we fuck. have to go we gotta, this weekend. We gotta go hard. And we have to go ape. I don't make the rules. I do. Okay, so here are my predictions. Prediction number one, I think we we club hop. I think we'll see multiple clubs. Number two, I think I while in talk nope, I'm making my own predictions. You're like, what the so fuck? Stupid. I'm literally so You're like, dumb. I am so I'm obsessed lo- with myself, I'm I can't lo- even <laughs> speak about someone else. I'm loving you predictions. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know why my brain is not doing this. Okay, I think you will. I think you will finally start messaging people on Hinge again this week. Oh, I already did. Okay, I think you will schedule a date this week. And I think you will do that knowing damn well that you're on the clock before I start to sabotage your life if you don't add another person to the roster. Plus, he's out of of town this weekend. Perfect. Okay, so one is that we bar hop. Two is that I think you will add another person to the roster. Three. Uh, That's a little far. Maybe not the sexual roster, but the dating roster. Yeah. Um, three, I think. Ooh. I'm gonna add I'm gonna add a fun one. I'm gonna add a risky business one. 
I think while bar hopping, you either last minute get someone off a dating app to come meet up with us and like not hook up with them, but maybe, but at least make out with them and or make out with a stranger at a bar. Like someone we meet at the bar. Yeah. That is my fun one. I actually don't think I've ever made out with a stranger at a bar. Oh my God. It's like literally one of my favorite hobbies. Yeah. No, oh, never. I, you have to. Okay. Uh, your turn. Your turn for predictions. Okay. So prediction number one, I feel like there's going to be some pretty significant drama-rama with someone on your roster. Yeah. Like, I just feel like the chaos is a brew-in. Yeah, I agree. And it's going to explode in our faces. Perfect. Love that for us. Mm-hmm. Two, I feel like you're going to get so fucked up next weekend. You're going to be, like, deadly hungover. We're going to have a, like, fall asleep on the toilet again kind of a night. No. I really hope you're wrong. I don't ever want that to happen to me again. Right. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying that I think that that's what's right, going to happen. Fair. I mean, I can't control the predictions. I can't control what I do. I, <laughs> I have no <laughs> self-autonomy, so. Okay, prediction number three is a little bit of uh, my own well-wishing. Ooh. I think that we're going to get an opportunity to fuck with loafers and <gasps> oh try Becca. God. Oh my gosh, I would love to fuck with loafers and Pupeka. <laughs> oh yeah, that was his name. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite of your predictions. Maybe that's who we like get to help us go club hopping. Ooh, ooh. Like great idea. You could reach out and just say, hey, I've been looking to get more experiences with the places around here. Could we like pop around a few places? Stop. Could you show me your You're favorite correct. spot? Okay, I love that. I'm writing them down. Drama with the roster. Eden borderline blacks out. <laughs> Great. Full on black. You blacked out like... Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. Okay. On to today's actual episode. Oh my god, I can't believe we're not even at the we actual even episode yet. It's 47 minutes later. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. So today's episode, we are talking about how to be an ethical slut. It's the way that you just said that that kind of makes me want to curl up in a ball and die. <laughs> we figured we would do an episode where we don't have to regale you with our stories the entire time, but like actually applicable things to being an adult and being like someone who casually dates like yeah. multiple people and or even just one person, but like how to casually date in a way that's really healthy because I think this city specifically is like renowned for like being shitty daters. Mm-hmm. And or just being all in on a relationship that they shouldn't be all in on it. And I think that there's like very specific ways for you to casually date in a healthy way where if you do the op if you do the opposite of what we're about to tell you, you'll suck. So point number one. You have to have clear communication with the people you're seeing. Yeah. The people on the roster. I think that, like, this number one one is actually, like, the reason people end up in shitty situations when casually dating is because they, like, almost are embarrassed or, like, scared to hurt the other person by not communicating the fact that, like, they're just wanting something casual, which is, like, the opposite of helpful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you'd be surprised how often other people also just want something casual. Yes. And also, like, how rarely it's offensive for someone to tell you that when you're doing it early on. Like, it's one thing if you've been seeing each other for five months and then you're like, oh, BT dubs, I don't want anything serious. But, like, 
people just want clear communication. They literally just want to know what's going on. It's not offensive at all for someone to be like, hey, by the way, I'm like not looking to get in a relationship. Like they don't want to waste their time either. No, my rule is by the third date. Agreed. I think third date is like by then a conversation should be had because I think like by third date, you have like a good gauge on if you guys are going to get along and this is going to go like further and you want to spend more time together. And so if you don't tell them by third date, you're kind of wasting their time potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's also a kind of a middle ground though of not knowing what you want with this Mm -hmm. person. And I still feel like that needs to be communicated too. Yes. Agreed. I think just like by third date, it should be clear if you're like not even what you're looking for with that person necessarily, but like what your general dating life is like right now. Even the people I've seen now, I've been like, hey, it doesn't mean I'm like never gonna want a relationship, but like I need to be very upfront with you that like at least for a long time, like I'm talking a year, I have no intention of being in a relationship. So like you get to decide if you're cool with that. And it's so easy once you start doing it. It's also empowering. Yeah, it is really cool actually. Prioritize yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, I think that's you treating them with, like, the respect that they deserve as well. It's mutual respect. Yes, 100%. That's a good uh, transition into number two. Okay. Number two is to know your own energy and boundaries. And I think that this one, yeah, is, like, just as important because two thoughts. One, casually dating can be kind of draining. Like, especially if you don't know, like, your personality type. I feel like I went through a phase where I really was liking first dates, and now I'm at a stage where I'm like, no, it's really tiring. (laughs) And two, being, like, what casually dating, like, looks like to you. Like, are you looking to almost have, like, a friends with benefits situation? Are you looking to just hook up with someone? Like, are you looking to get to know them but like not be committed and I think you need to be very hyper aware of what you're expecting so that you can go back to point number one and communicate that to them I feel like you also need to be hyper aware of what you don't want Mm -hmm. especially if you're someone like me who is a serial dater through and through Mm -hmm. I can tell as soon as I start to kind of be a little bad and I'm like no cut off need at least a week before I can see this person again because I will develop feelings and I don't want to do that. I actually think that's like a really good point with that as well is like I've had to literally set descriptive boundaries with myself on how often I want to see them during the week so that it's like I make sure I prioritize myself enough to like recharge as a human being. I literally have set a rule for myself that like the consistent partners I have, I don't want to see them more than twice a week and I can only see them once during the week so that I can have weekdays to myself and like if I'm going to go on, like, new dates, which right now is, like, kind of slowing the pace on, it, but it, like, has to be on the weekends. That's my personal time yeah. that I really need to recharge to even be, like, a decent human being to anyone in my life. Yeah. And it's so important because it's respect for yourself and respect for the people around you. hmm What a healthy, ethical, slutty thing for you to do. <sighs> um, but I think, like, also what's important about this entire list is it's, like, it's how you can navigate casually dating healthily but like also again like be respectful of the people that you're seeing like these people are not your entertainment and these people are not side characters like they're human beings with emotions and if you're gonna casually date if you're gonna date in general you need to like consider how they're feeling and be as upfront as possible yeah like and treat them with respect yeah besides talking about them on a podcast we hate to hear it okay number (laughs) three so number three is just to know that the other person might not have the same views on dating as you do and that you have to respect wherever they are in that journey. So, like, when you have that conversation on the third date, not any later, you have to go into that conversation knowing that you could be on completely different spectrums. Yep. And that it's got to end then. Yeah. 
I think like that's why it's also so important for you to do it in the beginning because to do that to a person once you have like an emotional bond is going to be hard for them and it's going to be hard for you. Two examples. May, may I? Yes, please. Um, is that I like went on a couple dates with this girl. I'm pretty sure it was before our third date. I, mm-hmm. I text her and I was like, hey, I just want to be very upfront with you that like I'm not looking for anything serious right now. I really like spending time with you, but like I just want to be upfront on where I'm at so that you can decide if that's something you're interested in. And she was like, that's totally fine. I literally don't expect anything from you. I just want to spend time with you. Perfect. We went on another date. Um, another example is this kid. We like went on a date and then, um, I'm a horrible texter. Everyone knows that. And my communication with him was kind of slow. And I think because the date that I had been on him with, we planned it within like a couple hours after like chatting. I think he thought I was a way faster texter than I actually am. But he was like, Hey, it kind of seems like you don't want to go on another date. Like blur, blur, blur. And I was like, that's not the case. However, like you should know I'm looking for something more casual. So if you're looking for something more serious, this actually might not be a good fit. And he was like, oh, no worries. So glad you said that. I totally am looking for something committed. So this probably isn't going to work out. And I was like, oh, that's totally fine. Like, do you have any interest in being friends? And he was like, honestly, no. Like, I'm romantically interested in you. So I don't think it would be beneficial to be friends. And we literally were just like, okay, well, like, I wish you the best. Like, I hope you have a good one. Like, he was so sweet. Yeah, he was. He, like, was so sweet. It literally was like, well, if you ever do want something committed, like, let me know. And I was like, okay, yeah, like. I hope you find what you're looking for. Like, and I think that's why, yeah, third date's great because it's, like, you you like them enough to, like, have a mature conversation with them, but it's, like, no one's going to be destroyed over the fact that, like, if you're on separate pages, it might not go further. Yeah. And you also don't feel like you're jumping the gun on the third date. Like, can you imagine if you roll up to a first date with someone and they sit down and, like, 10 minutes into the conversation, they're like, hey, Eden. BT tops. I'm not looking for anything serious right now. That would, like, make me feel so uncomfortable. Same. I'd feel so, like, Mm -hmm. weird about myself. Mm -hmm. Or imagine the opposite. Terrifying. It's literally the same Mm -mm. thing. You have to, like, gauge that. Like, and I think that's why, like, second or third date, Mm -hmm. bringing it up. Perfect. Um, Four is cut people off who are draining slash not respecting those boundaries. And, like, I think all of these kind of bleed into each other. And I think, like, knowing your own energy and boundaries before you start casually seeing someone is super important. Because, obviously, like, the interactions and relationships that you can form with people can change your boundaries and things. So, like, knowing what you want ahead of time is good. Because then if someone starts breaking those boundaries, you'll feel more confident in being like, hey, I set these boundaries with you they're being crossed so this either needs to completely change right now also i'm a firm believer dude i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing you go ahead and tell me but like when you're first seeing someone i will give them one second chance but after that like if it's super early on and i am required to now give another chance i'm done if you cross my boundary once i'll be like that's fine let's fix it but if it happens again and it's like early on i'm just like absolutely not sorry no yeah, I feel like that's a good indicator, though, of what's to come down the line because yeah. the beginning is always so much better mm-hmm. than okay. anything after, like, five months. Yeah, and I think, like, that's another reason, too, to, like, be aware of your energy, how you're feeling around those people, because if it's poor, it's kind of the antithesis of why you want to casually date, which is to yeah. just, like, get to know lots of people and have fun. I feel like this is the one that I struggle with the most. Do you think? As embodied by fuckface. I mean, yeah, that's true. I think what's hard with you and Fuckface, though, is that was such a long-term thing that there was, like, so much intertwined in that. Yeah, even from the get-go, though, like, my junior year of college, he was still a 
fuckhead. Oh. And I just kind of put up with it for so long because I was like... The weirdest thing is that in the beginning, it wasn't that I had feelings for him or anything. It was that I was like, oh, it's casual, so it doesn't really matter how he treats me. Mm. Which is just such a bad mentality Mm -hmm. to have to think that, like, you only deserve respect in actual committed relationships. Well, and I think, like, as we get older, it's easier to, like, gauge what behaviors are healthy and unhealthy. Like, as much as I hate to say it, like, most people at least will experience it once just because you have to, like, learn that lesson, which is super shitty. But, like... I think also, like, treating other people with that respect is a good indicator. And, like, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've casually dated when I do state my boundaries to people in the beginning. How they react to them is, like, how I gauge if I even want to move forward in general. Like, if we have to have a hard conversation and it doesn't go well in the beginning, I'm immediately like, okay, cool. That means that you're never going to respect my boundaries and this is going to be a consistent thing. Because if you can't do it in the beginning over something somewhat chill when we shouldn't like we're not in love yeah then it's definitely not gonna happen later yep it becomes so clear or like it's become so clear to me in the past year how important boundaries are yeah because they're different for everyone which is hard for me to comprehend yes which i think is like literally like giving grace to the people that you're dating and yourself while holding boundaries and like being open to difficult conversations and respecting their boundaries because I think that's the thing is like when you come to someone you're like I want to casually date yeah that's the first step but there's so much more to unpack like what does that look like to you what are you okay with like as things progress things are going to change like we're gonna have to reevaluate like when I first started seeing one of the guys I'm seeing it was very casual and like very open and now we've progressed it to a point where like he's communicated that like his boundary is that like I don't like he doesn't he wouldn't be comfortable with me sleeping with other people not that I can't but that like that's his personal boundary and like that's not something obviously that we discussed in the beginning that's evolved because Mm -hmm. we've been seeing each other for as long as we have and so like I think that's what's important is that you can like give grace to the people you're dating because like people mess up people have different views on things stuff goes unsaid same with yourself, because you'll probably mess up too, because you're a human being. But, like, being open to difficult conversations and, like, respecting their opinions and perspectives and their boundaries is, like, crucial. It's, like, at the end of the day, it's a two-way street. Yeah. And if you can't go into something casual or serious without respect for that person and they don't have the same for you, like, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Well, and if that's the case that, like, you don't want to deal with, like, hard conversations, like, you probably should just be hooking up with strangers. And, like, Like, you probably shouldn't even be hooking up with strangers because that brings us to point number six, (laughs) which is get tested regularly. Why don't you just let me speak on this as the resident expert? Okay. Okay. Um, No, but I think, like, sexual health, one, I think I take it probably, like, as serious as I do, honestly, out of Mormon guilt. Like, because you're, like, taught that, like, sex out of marriage is literally, they tell you it's next to murder. So, like, in my dumb, dumb head that is just traumatized by the Mormon church, like, I'm convinced every sexual partner I have is going to give me an STD as, like, punishment for having <laughs> sex out of marriage. Much to unpack in therapy, for sure. But, like, that being said, too, though, like, if you are casually dating and, like, especially in instances where, like, maybe you're sleeping with multiple people, like, you should be getting re- regular te- regularly tested, but, like, 
most important, I think actually over that is that you're having that conversation with every single person that goes into your sexual sphere. Like, I think that's where things can get really messy is like if you aren't getting tested and also not having those conversations, like you're putting people at risk and that's super not cool. So that is that is my safe sex talk. But I think like honestly too, it's like, I like, I don't know. I'm like, I want to know for my own sake, but I also want them to know for them. And like, I genuinely almost think of it like karma. I'm like, I want to get tested regularly for my own safety, but also because the people I sleep with, I would hope they do the same for me. I want to like only sleep with people who take their sexual health seriously. So that that's number six. Yeah. A logistical ethical slut moment. But still, all about respect. Respect. Uh, We respect. uh, Okay, so the last point is number eight, which I feel like we've kind of already covered in the 5-8 combo. we didn't cover practicing safe sex, but I think that's pretty, like, if you're someone who's having sex with someone that you can procreate with. Maybe don't procreate. Maybe don't procreate. And I will say this, actually, can I make a point, is that if you're sleeping with someone regularly that you could be impregnated by, like, for example, the partner that technically could impregnate me at this given time, like, we, once we start sleeping together regularly, had a conversation of, like, hey, let's talk worst case scenario. Yeah. Like, what is your stance on that? Because, like, I want to know, maybe we put a trigger warning on this part, like, just in case, trigger trigger warning just in case but like I was like I am super pro-choice but I'm gonna be upfront with you that like I could take the pill but I don't think I could get an invasive abortion and that's just my personal stance on it and I was like so I need you to understand that like say worst case scenario I get pregnant and I somehow didn't catch it for like two months I'm going to have a baby so like I just need you to like understand that like and I need to make sure that you're on the same page and okay with that given that could be a worst case scenario yeah because those situations are so complicated too yeah because it takes two to tango Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it is our bodies that will have to carry carry the child I was gonna say carry the burden and then I was like that's a little mean but low-key like but it's like obviously that's not I don't want kids I literally never want biological children so that's like not my ideal situation but it's like that is a possibility so it's something worth discussing so point number eight the final point is being open to having the difficult conversations and respecting other people's boundaries even if they are different than your own like, say you get into that third date conversation and you tell them you want something casual and they say, nope, mm-hmm. I'm looking for something very serious. Even if it sucks and you do really like the person and you're just not ready for something serious, like, I think you owe them yeah, to cut it off at that point. And, you know, if on the le- off chance life brings you back together at some point, then you can reevaluate when you are ready for that. Mm-hmm. But you owe it to them to respect where they're at at this point in their lives at the end of the day i think that like in order to be an ethical slew like you need to be very very comfortable having difficult conversations and very willing to understand your own energy and be open to understanding others like those three things are like absolutely key in order for you to do it healthily and if you can't if you're not capable of those things then honestly don't Like, if even one of those things you don't think you're capable of, it's not the time. Yep. Stay single. And that's also great. But, like, you have to be able to do those three things in order to maintain, like, 
healthy dynamics with those people. And healthy dynamics with yourself, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is something that you do with other people, but it has such a profound effect on you as a person. Oh, yeah. And gotta love yourself. Yeah. It's very much a, like, energetic exchange. And so you have to go into it doing it in the healthiest way possible for everyone involved. And that is Laylist. The end. Anyway, that was probably one of the more serious episodes I think we have recorded and probably will record. No, I feel like there will be more to no, come. No, there will be more to come. Because we're going to keep being, like, really chaotic and then realizing that... the way. <laughs> yeah, but we're also going to realize that we're not like that all the time. And so yeah. if we just come on these podcasts and are like... <laughs> True. I feel like we'll get a little of... Fucked in the head. Fucked in the head. I'm glad and we had this. I can't wait too. to look back on it when we go off the rails and need a refresher on the healthy yeah. behaviors we should be engaging in. But also, do we come back and watch this on Valentine's Day 2023? <gasps> Cute. And you'll be engaged to find out. No. <laughs> Hard stop. You know what? Prediction for Valentine's 2023. Elise is engaged. No. <laughs> We're ending it there. See you next time. <laughs>